Hello, and welcome to Things We're Too Lazy to Blog About. I am Amanda Lorne, and I am with my co-host, Allie Levine. Hey, hey, hey. And we have someone who you've seen on HGTV, and you've probably been, if you live in Orange County, you've obviously been in one of the fabulous homes he's built. Oh, of course. We have Steve Cedarquist. Yay! Yay! Awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. We're so excited to have you here. And yes, like Amanda said, you are a sought-after contractor. You've been in so many celebrity homes. You've been on HGTV show Flip or Flop for three amazing seasons. And you're just all about connecting with people. When you walk into those homes, you don't tell them what to do. You really connect with those clients and you're refreshing and doing that straightforward look in their home. And we love your work and we're so excited to have you on today. So thank you for being here. And why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself for our audience, for those that, of course, know you, but might want to get to know you more, or those that are going to go, of course, and check out your work. Sure. No, thank you. I, I Again, thank you for having me on. Um, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I've been, um, well, I used to own a, a large, I, I kind of went from really small, like a really small construction company. It was just basically me and my son. And um, I did that until 2006. I started out like 2001 and was just doing small, you know, small little, you know, celebrity homes. I was doing a lot for a couple different um, celebrities down here in Newport Beach. I was taking care of their home, <clears throat> excuse me. And um, and then it kind of evolved in 2000, um, like late 2007, early 2008. <clears throat> Sorry, right before the recession. Um, actually the banks were kind of gearing up for something happening and then, um, boy, it just, I exploded in 2008. I mean, just like crazy, crazy, crazy. I went from just one truck to six trucks to 12 trucks to 27 trucks, you know, went from, you know, myself and my son to, you know, 10 employees and 20 employees. And then time we ended up by, um, when we sold the company in 2016, I think we had uh, 47 employees and about 30 trucks. Wow. <laughs> That's yeah, crazy. a lot of construction. <laughs> That's more than I like. I mean, well, you know what? I, I say that with, with all earnest because I, you know, it's just, you know, I, I think as you well know, when you, when you're like a new, when you personally specialize in design and, and you want to be creative, you know, you, you really, it, you really can't because you've got so much on your plate, you know, you're busy putting out fires and you're doing, you're running here and there. You don't have the time. So, you know, what I do now is um, I, I bought into a design company um, called simply stunning spaces out of San Diego. And we opened up another, another, uh, another design center over here in Huntington beach, California. And um, <clears throat> we, uh, we have that as my name, Steve Cedarquist Designs. Well, we had it my name up until about a month ago, and now it's uh, a new name. So, um, which I don't know if you've been listening to the news about with Tarek, you know, about him um, opening up a new design studio. Yes. I'm in design build yes. studio. Um, that's that's us. Amazing. Uh, Tarek, Amusa, Tarek Amusa Design Build. So we're in the process of... Uh, you know, getting some things going and seeing how that goes. And we're pretty excited about it. 
That's so cool. So let me ask you, because I think a lot of, especially someone who writes about this and like now I'm writing almost exclusively. Um, yeah, you are. I, I'm like, it's exhausting. One thing that I think is really interesting um, are people's expectations, because I think that we see things on HGTV or, you know, on other, on a DIY, all of those channels. And we think that it's so easy to get things done and that everything is so much more simple than it is. And do you have people that come to you, you know, saying, oh, well, I saw you on TV. I want you to do this project or that project. And their expectations are unrealistic. Or what are we not seeing or what don't we know about what happens behind the scenes of reality television with these kinds of shows? Ooh, good question. Well, I, I think a lot of the, I, I mean, expectations of, the, of com, you know, completing a design or, you know, the more challenging, the better for me. I love a challenge when it comes to design. In fact, I think that that's kind of where I thrive at is, you know, when I, when I buy a house, you know, I always look for a house that, you know, it's, it's been for sale for a long time and it's not moving. And it's typically because the layout is horrible and, you know, it's like build of a house that faces, you know, the ocean, but the kitchen will be facing the trash cans. <laughs> you know, so I always try to, you know, go in with an open mind and think, okay, this is what I want to do. So I, you know, I usually buy my houses right. And then that way I have the, you know, the freedom to, to do what I want to do. But when in, in respect to people, the only expectations I think that I've, that I've had and that it, it, obstacles that I've come across is people's expectations and cost, you know, because yeah. they don't, people don't remember that and they don't think like, you know, they see me and they, we're, we're quoting prices, but they don't. And, and I, and I don't know if it's, it's kind of like maybe the, you know, you've got, you know, on a 30 minute show, you have, you have exactly 20, what is it? 22 minutes, 22 minutes, I think between commercials and yeah. you're trying to cram in from start to finish. So they don't know that unless they're watching the credits at the end of the show, they're not, they're not knowing that we're getting our cabinet sponsored or flooring sponsored, you know, or grout or plumbing fixtures. So basically I'm giving an install price, you know, and, and not to mention when we, when we did, when we filmed the episodes, those episodes were, you know, two years ago, now people see me that, you know, that have, I've been on reruns now for the past four years and people still call me and they're like, Oh, you know, can you do my kitchen for 5,000? And I'm like, <laughs> you know, no, I can't, <laughs> you know, so it, I, that's the only unrealistic, you know, um, I, I mean, really the thing that I've come across and, and still do, I, it's obviously not as much as it used to, but I think people know me now more from my designs and, you know, doing celebrity homes that I do. And I think people, you know, it's word of mouth. I'm, I don't really do a lick of advertising. You know, I mean, I don't, I really don't need to, I stay as busy as I want to, you know, right now. That's amazing. That's, that's really interesting. You know, that's so funny with a kitchen for 5,000. That's like literally the funniest thing I've ever heard. It's so funny because I was looking at homes and I don't want to say, but the middle of the country, just like for fun one day. And I'm looking at these and I'm like, wow, if I were to redo the kitchen off the top of my head, it might be worth more than the value of this entire house right now. Um, and I'm not right. even. That's true. 
I, I look at things and I'm just like, what, like, how is this possible? I'm like the Carrera Marble would cost, you know, <laughs> half the, the value because I like, I like nice things. Let me ask you, what do you think right now, if someone is redoing a kitchen or a bathroom, what do you think are the best finishes to choose right now? Because I know that there are so many choices out there. And I know that like, look, if you don't really cook and you want something that looks nice, you get Carrera marble, but it scratches. (laughs) So if you actually cook, you know, everyone is saying get the quartz that looks just like it. But what are some tips you can give people? Because I was, you know, I will even tell people like, I'm like, ah, don't do that. Cause people come to me for advice. I'm like, oh, that's dated already. You know, and I'm not, I'm not an interior designer, but I do have enough experience at this point where I should start charging my friends for my time. So I'm curious to know what your input is. That's so funny you say that because my friends come to me for advice all the time and uh, I never charge them though. I'm always, I should, you gave me a good idea. <laughs> like that. Um, I'll send them an invoice. <laughs> Um, you know, it, it's like this, it, you know, obviously people like going with trends and I get that, but I look at it like this. If you're, if this is going to be your home for the next 10 years, you probably want to do something a little more like timeless. You know what I mean? Something that's going to be, um, you know, that looks good today and will look good in five years. Cause I mean, I don't know about you, but I can walk into a home and I can say, oh, this is a 19, you know, 85 remodel. This is a 95 or 2005. And, you know, I can always tell because they went with super trendy, you know, and, and the way to go. I, I think people should have a realistic idea of their budget before they, you know, jump into something. And I think that getting, you know, uh, two or three reputable bids, um, you can manage your own project. If somebody is a real, um, let's say, a DIYer, which you know, you know, the DIY is no longer DIY. It's Magnolia Network now. Chip and Joanna yeah. are running that network. Um, but, you know, I think if you're a DIYer, I, I have friends that do that. And if they're willing to go down to the cabinet shops and they're willing to manage their their construction, if they have the time and energy and money and know-how, you can save a lot of money. And I would suggest that, you know, they can go do that. Um, in regards to countertops, I think, you know, one thing to remember, if you're like a big cook, let's say you, I, I cook a lot. So I always look at durability, you know, and I know that if you're buying inexpensive, you know, quartz countertops, you know, don't expect them to hold up, be stain resistant, burn resistant. They're not. I mean, and you'll, and, it's, and they're expensive right now because of all the tariffs, but, um, I mean, you can, you know, I mean, it depends. If you have the budget, I would go more of um, even original granite. There's some cool colors still out there that look look amazing. It's a lot more durable than the man-made quartz. And, um, and if you really have the budget for it, then you're obviously looking at another product, more of a composite product like a Neolith product, something that's, you know, got the stone look to it. But durability-wise, you, you couldn't, you can't even break it with a hammer. That's well, no, it's hard because like everyone, like I said, everyone loves Carrera marble, but it just, it gets destroyed and it, it costs a fortune. Um, but it's funny that you say granite. Cause I do feel like we're going back to that. And I feel like for certain things, like you kind of just have to be practical and realistic about what you do and what, you know, your, your needs are. 
Let me ask, where do you think in terms of renovations that people can cut corners? Because like, for example, I will look at if people are really trying to stick to a budget, I always find certain like certain things like it's going to sound so ridiculous, but I was and I live in a rental, but I was looking to put in new hardware in my kitchen because I just don't like the hardware and I, I care about these things. And I'm just like, you know, I could spend $50 and get, you know, something really cheap or $100 and I could spend like $1,000 easily. And now where do you, and I'm like, but this is sort of an interesting lesson. And I think I put this in an article for Forbes of like, it's kind of a good place to cut corners of like, maybe you get the better cabinets and like you kind of settle for like the less expensive, maybe like you go to Home Depot or Lowe's to buy the hardware or you do, I mean, I like This is so your zone. I I know this is my zone. I mean, it's like like having a field day over here. Or, you know, yeah. Or, you know, you maybe get like, you get a less expensive sink faucet because all of these little things like can really run you so oh, yeah. much. I learned that with building go. my home. Remember I kept turning yeah. to and being like, Oh my God, this is an upgrade. Oh my God, this is an upgrade. Every, like, everything is an upgrade. upgrade. Yeah. But where are the places where you just think like you can just cut corners and then maybe replace it in the future. And it's, it's fine. Well, it, you know, cabinets, um, I never suggest cutting corners on cabinets because Number one, it's durability. Again, I mean, uh, I, I don't know. I, I shop. I'm, I'm a shopper. I mean, and, and when you ask for, because I'm trying to be competitive and I'm always looking for, you know, good deals and that's what I do, but, uh, but without skimping on quality. Um, what I do is I, I buy a lot from Amazon. I go on Amazon. I, I know what I want. I'll go on there like, I just bought, okay, good example. I'm doing a home in Fountain Valley and, um, I wanted to do a built-in fridge. So I went to Amazon. I found a Frigidaire. Um, <clears throat> too much money. It was too big. It was a 60-inch. It was just the kitchen would be all fridge. So I'm like, where can I go? So I went around to all, like, Pacific Sales, and I said, hey, do you have any floor models that um, that you guys, you know, or, you know, didn't uh, didn't sell or maybe I could buy from you? And they're like, well, yeah, we do. So we're, we remodeled the showroom quite a bit. And I ended up picking up an, um, what did I just pick up? It's an LG. It's an LG 42 inch built in. And I picked it up. It was normally like 8,500. I picked it up for 2,500 bucks because it has wow. Wait, a little is it- scratch, not a dent, but a scratch in the, in the stainless. Oh, uh, you know, I can get that fixed. Well, no, I can get that fixed. I've got stainless steel people that I know I've already contacted and they said, sure, we'll come out and buff that out for you for 200 bucks. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I just got an 8,500 dollar fridge for 2700 bucks wait was it the signature kitchen suite because i went to a thing <laughs> for them they have these really good um and i don't remember how much they are and it's really funny because i'm having dinner with the publicist tonight <laughs> at um, but they have these fr- these refrigerators that are perfectly flush that you can either oh, wow. they have stainless steel or they have ones that like you can just put the matching paneling over like an old school Sub-Zero, which is what which is what I like. Although, I don't know. People have very mixed feelings about Sub-Zeros because they're so expensive. And they, I hear that the new ones break a lot, whereas the old ones didn't. You know, I, they're, all, they're all made overseas even. But I used to think Thermador was like the best. You know, but then um, I find out that, you know, Thermador had a lot of problems. I think that it's just... You know, it's just 
I think just the way it is now. I mean, you just take your chances, but that's, you know, I always, I always buy from someone reputable because if I have a problem, then I call them. Even if I bought at a discount, I can still call them and say, hey, you know, my fridge isn't working, which has happened. I bought several fridges, whether they're built-ins or not, and sometimes they have problems. Dishwashers are notorious. I buy them and they don't work. Oh. You know, and I don't buy cheap ones. I buy, you know, Samsung or LG or whatever, and it's, it is what it is. But, you know, they'll, they'll come out and fix it for you and do the way it goes. But I think um, on skimping, um, I think you, you could skimp on like, I don't want to say skimp. I think you could be, what is, how do you want to say this? Consumer-wise. Yeah. By looking looking at the brand you want, go to Home Depot or Lowe's or whatever. They, you know, you can get yourself a nice Delta Kohler, you know, um, faucet, you know, for a good, for a decent price, and you're buying a brand name, which is good because if you have a problem with it, you bring it back, you know, and you say, hey, I bought this faucet from you guys, you know, six months ago or a year ago, it's not working, and you can, you know, exchange it or get a refund. No, I think that I think that's very smart too because I just think that like with certain things if you really have to be on a budget, well, it's kind of better to spend more on a countertop than on, you know, hardware, faucets, sinks, things like that that can be just like eventually replaced, you know, and you just get whatever, you know, looks decent and is available at the time. Because, and I also agree, things are not made that well today no. at, at all. And it's, it's kind of infuriating. I mean, I, I yeah. can't even tell you. Well, you especially talk to me about that all the time. And you being someone who's like really in the home decor world and really see it, like you'll tell everything me things made, like, like hey, pay attention to this. And I'm like, I have no clue. So it's like how, so Steve, it's a good question. So someone like me, because Amanda's like so in your niche and she's like literally drooling right now. Yeah. But I'm so mm-hmm. like, you know, I love decor, but I'm so not in that kind of space. Like, how do you teach someone like me or how does someone like me, uh, besides working with you, approach something like that where like it isn't so confusing and you are picking the wrong things, the things that are going to break right away, things that nature. Like what are some tips you could give our listeners and for myself? Well, we do like it with simply stunning, you know, we're, we're coming out with a new program because we saw that same need. We have people and we're doing like design in a box or we're doing, you know, we have a, a couple different avenues now where we can help you kind of like design your kitchen basically in a box. We can, you know, tell you what to use, where to go, um, you know, what's that. the best resource, you know, and it, and it um, we find it better because we do, you know, in our market, we do find a lot of people that don't want to spend, you know, 12, 15,000 for design. They want to do it themselves. They're more DIY. Like, hey, that's great. Let, let us help you. Let us guide you in a direction with, the, you know, people that we've, you know, used and buy from and feel confident in um to recommend i don't um i hear that you know it's funny i take over i've taken over probably four jobs in the past year you know just on a consultant basis where people are just you know where he used a horrible contractor or the contractor you know took their money or whatever you know i always say that is number one where you start if you're using a contractor you have to do your homework you have to check their references check their license it's not that hard, especially, you know, in well, I'm here in California, you know, it's just going to the website, entering their name and their license number, and you can see if they're, you know, how many things against them, if, they're, if their license is in good standing, you know, and then ask for references, recent references. They say, hey, can you give me the number of 
the last two jobs you did. You know what I mean? Just don't want to call them. And, you know, people love to talk, you know, as you well know, they do, they, people talk and they'll tell you the truth. This guy was, you know, Hey, no man, he was not on time. You know, he is, his quality is dirty, you know, just check the references, man. And I'm telling you, because if you have a good, if you have a good name out there, this guy's going to be busy. And this guy's going to be like, Hey, you know what? Yeah. I can put you on the schedule for a month from now or, or whatever. You know, I'm always leery of the guy that says, yeah, I can start it this afternoon. Can I come by and get a check? It's <laughs> oh. you know mean? like, like, wow. Red no. flag. <laughs> oh yeah. Like to catch a contractor. I think it I was love on- that show. We should revise that show. Let's revise that. I'll be the star of it. I love that. I love that show. I know. I love, you know what? It's so funny. I interviewed Adam Carolla's wife and I've interviewed Adam a few times and I think I'm actually going to some sort of event where they're going to be in, I think early June. I will bring it up to her. I'm not kidding. Um, Cause I thought no, that show. I'll, I'll be a sidekick. <laughs> uh, no, I thought you'll be better than Skip Adele. Um, no, you know what? I thought that show was good too, because there are so many people that do such garbage jobs. And I always say it's funny because like I grew up in New York City and my mom was always really into design. Um, And we were always having things renovated and there were always like contractors around. And so I really know, like I know what to do and I know what to look for. And I feel like that's just like the way my parents, you know, parents teach their kids certain things or, you know, they learn about their parents' hobbies. And that was what I learned from my family. And I feel like people really like don't. And I think like, this is also something that I teach through my writing. I think people really don't know what to do. If you have to renovate something, I don't think people know what to do. And I'm not being mean. No, you're being honest. honest, I don't think people know how to buy a fucking sofa. Right. Like, and I say that as someone who fucked up buying a sofa. (laughs) No, and I was going to say, like, I'm laughing, but I'm like, why? Because I'm listening to two of you like go back and forth. There's like him as an expert and you as like the guru with writing everything. You don't, you don't, and I don't fire. know. Like, you don't I'm know sitting here and I'm like, yeah, you have no idea. So I love this whole idea with the design and a boxing, Steve, because it's so necessary. I, you know what, you know what I do is I tell people, this is what I tell people. People call me and they're like, you know, I, I want to remodel my house. And I go, great. What are we thinking? They're like, oh, we want to do the kitchen, the bathroom first. I'm like, great. What have you, what are your inspiration? What's your inspiration? What are you thinking about? What have you looked? Well, you know, I really, I tell you what I want you to do. I want you to go on Pinterest or go on house or go on one of the sites, get some inspiration photos, send it to me before I even come out. And then I'd like to talk. I'd I'd like you to think about what you're thinking about spending. I'd like to think about, do you have an architect? Do you have drawings? Well, no, we don't have any of that. Okay. So let's, let's be prepared for, and I try to prep them ahead of time. So give me the pictures. Give me what you're about. Tell me what your budget is. And a lot of times they don't want to give me the budget. And I, and I just, I explained to them, I said, look, I'm not going to tailor a bid. Like if your bid's a hundred thousand, I'm not going to go oh, goody. I'm going to make your bid a hundred thousand. No, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to have a real come to Jesus moment. You know, when you, you know, cause I, I just did this the other day. Tarek sent me out on a, on a bid and it was a client and I'm like, okay. And I, and I didn't prequal them first and I get there and I'm like, what do you want to do? They're like, oh, we want to do this on a hillside, by the way. We want to do this pool. I'm like, okay, great. We want to expand the house, auxiliary dwelling unit. We want to do the kitchen. I go, okay, great. What's your budget? They're like, oh, it's about 150000 I said, okay, well, that's a good down payment. Are you going to finance the rest? And they go, well, what do you mean? I go, well, this is probably four or $500,000. 
idea the pool alone on a hillside is going to run you about 150,000 or more. You know, and they're like, oh, we had no idea. I'm like, well, yeah. You know, so I try to be more, you know, like I try to, I try to let people know and just, you know, realistically like this, you, you got to just be, I, and I, and I think when you're honest with people and say, look, this is kind of what you're looking at. And, you know, and it's funny because I've lost bids where I went on a bid two months ago and I knew exactly what they needed to have done, but I, I looked at their electrical panel. I looked at, and I said, you know what, all these things are going to come up when you do your remodel. So another contractor comes in and I quoted them like 238 to do the work. He comes in at 170. And I said, they're like, oh, we're going to go with Hammy's much cheaper. Uh, and I'm like, did he, he open up? Did he look? And they're like, oh, and he says we don't need to add that sewer line on the side of the house. And I go, you know, your plans are calling for it. It's not a question of you don't need it. It's a question of what the city is requiring. And your electrical panel? I looked it up. I actually went into your panel and it will not work with what you're going to do. I go, that's cool. So guess what? They called me last week and they said, oh my God, our, the bill, the change orders now with this job, it's going way above even what you quoted. And I just <laughs> said, well, you know, so I, I think there's got to be, I mean, I feel comfortable sleeping at night when I'm honest with someone about their job, their bid, you know, and I'm there and I'm there every day. And it's like, Okay, we, I told you up front where we're gonna. And if I if I can get away with not doing something that we thought we had to do, I'll tell them, hey, it's gonna cost you less. Because I think you know you got to earn you you get you gain a customer's respect and do a good job for them, and the job comes out perfect. You gain a customer for life. Oh, ab- absolutely! It's so like probably twenty five years later. I was like, I've like referred people to my mom's contract. <laughs> like, I'm not even, I'm not even kidding. Um, so well, it's like, it's like that referral that everybody needs, right? It's like, it's like that word of mouth and like that best friend who you're like, Hey, how did that happen? And how are you going to get everything done? You're like, this is the person who was amazing. Go back to them. And it's, I also think too, though, that with DIY, sometimes it's a little bit hard because people think they know more than they do. And like some, like, okay. Allie's husband, Justin, I'm going to talk about your amazing yeah. husband. Oh. <laughs> I don't know how, like in their old house, he redid a bathroom. Yeah, I don't he took it down know. with the studs. He took it down with the studs. It was like, I can't even I had a lot of anxiety, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that he did that. And I think some people actually know know what they're doing. Although I did have to tell him one of the walls could be asbestos. Yes, you cover it up before you go crazy. But he's more of like a, yeah, yeah, but he's more of like, you were saying, Steve, like a kind of DIY guy. Like he can kind of watch a bunch of YouTube. He's got some construction in his blood from his father being Navy SEAL and working construction and different things. So he's got a little bit of that in him and he likes to get his hands dirty. And so he was like, all right, I'll just figure it out. But like, I agree with Amanda, like not everyone knows how to do that. Not, not at all. I think most people don't know, don't know what they're, in fact, I tried, I don't want to say what it was, but I tried a DIY project that everyone told me was going to be easy. And guess what? It was really hard and it <laughs> failed. And I would have wasted hundreds of dollars had the product not been comped. Like, yeah, it's, um, yeah, you, you've really, um, you've got to know exactly what you're doing. I just did another project for, um, a relative who, um, and she, she called me up and she's like, Oh my God, you need to help me. And I'm like, what's going on? And it was a local project here in Irvine. And, um, and I said, what happened? And she said, well, I hired these guys that were working down the street. And she says, I don't think they're doing the job right. 
So I get there and it's, uh, I call them the teardrop guys because they all had like the tears under their eyes, kind of like, I think they've killed people in prison or something, you know? And she's like, can you fire them for me? And I'm like, okay, you're, you so you want to hire me to run your project. And she says, yes, I'll give you X dollars per week. Can you please just manage it and, you know, give me the right people and things like that. And, and I, as I was thinking that, as I was trying to, I'm, I'm in the house and I'm thinking they're probably going to kill me because they're, they have teardrops and they probably think nothing of it. So I'm like, can we go outside? So I'm, I have these guys outside. I've got one of my guys right around the corner with a new lock set, changing the lock box. And I'm like, Hey guys, not going to work out. <laughs> and their work was just so, I mean, had I not taken this project over, I mean, I didn't really take it over. I just gave her the right people to use. I guarantee the house would have either burned down or flooded oh. out. And people got to know something. If you don't hire like licensed people and you do like something like that and your let's say your house burns down or floods, you have no recourse because your insurance company, they're going to ask you, oh, you did a remodel. They're going to go, oh, yeah, I did. Well, who was the contractor? Um, you know what? I just picked some guys from the street and Home Depot. They're like, mm, yeah, not going to fly. And that- they will reject your claim. You know, so... That's another thing to consider. Always hire a licensed professional because, you know, that's what we're paid to do. But I understand your point of it saying there's a lot of shady people out there, and there are. But that goes back to doing your homework, checking references, making sure that, you know, you're hiring the person that he's representing to be. It's, I'm just, like, shocked at how stupid people are. I mean, I shouldn't be. But it's, it's so <laughs> nuts because it's, like, your home. It's sort of like how I have this whole theory, like – when the crash happened, um, what year did it have? This is what happens when I record on three hours of sleep. <laughs> when the real estate crash happened, 2008. I, 2008. Okay, I feel like a lot of that could have been prevented if there were a federal law requiring attorneys for house closings. Because a lot of people signed contracts and mortgages that they did not understand and felt like they got screwed, but they just simply did not understand very confusing paperwork, all of which could have been prevented by spending probably less than $1,000 on an attorney. Um, Because I actually used to be um, in real estate in New York, where the laws in terms of closing, especially in New York City, are so strict and so insane. But that's also why there are really very few foreclosures because they have such strict rules regarding legality, qualifications, et cetera. Um, so I'd love to know what you think about that. Well, I remember, okay, just just for an example of that, I remember walking into Walmu Bank. I was doing a lot of work for Walmu at the time, but I remember Greatest. walking into Walmu Bank about 2007, and mm-hmm. the manager goes, hey, do you, do you want to do an equity loan on your house? And um, I was like, well, yeah, sure. I mean, she goes, I really need it for my points. And I'm like, okay, how long does it take? She goes, I can have you approved and, and I can have it approved and money in your bank in less than 20 minutes. Oh my God. <laughs> 20 minutes, 20 minutes later, I was approved for $100,000 and the money was in my account. So yeah, was were the, were the guidelines a little bit nutty? Yeah, to say the least. Did, did people get it over their heads? Yeah. I mean, crazy over their heads. I mean, I knew several people that, you know, they could know there's no way they could afford a million dollar home. And, you know, they were making, you know, 
20 bucks an hour. And it was just, dude, you can't afford a million dollar home at 20 bucks an hour. It's just not going to happen. So, but they did these, you know, interest only loans or whatever, you know, and they were, you know, and of course they all lost their homes and which contributed to all this. Um, do I see a lot of that coming back? Yeah, I, I see some of it come back. I see a lot of, um, I see a lot of the loans are starting to loosen up a little bit. I see the housing prices way up there again. I see some indications that, you know, things are getting a little nervous. You know what I mean? So it's going to be interesting next six months to see what happens. Hmm. Wow. It's no, that's a good point. Well, the thing that people don't understand, and I found it sort of, they're like very, it's so funny because there are things that like I never talk about that infuriate me, but that I've like never talked about in the podcast. Like these interest only loans made a lot of sense. People whose job it was to flip a house, not for not for a house you're going to live in, or if you're investing in, let's say you're going to buy a one bedroom condo and you know in three years you're going to have a kid and you get, you know, 10 year interest only. And you're like, yeah, I'm not going to stay here for 10 years. So let's do that. That made sense. All these people who thought they were buying the American dream just didn't read the paperwork. And while I think that a lot of the people involved were unscrupulous, at the end of the day, if you're signing something, people should know what they're signing. That's your responsibility as an adult. And I'm a terrible adult. And I say that. <laughs> like, I love your honesty. Yeah. Like, I'm the worst yeah. adult. Oh, hey, I know to do that. Well, I, I think, you know, it's it's like, you know, going to I, I it's the same kind of feeling to me like you go to a car lot and, you know, you you know, you can really afford a Chevy, you know, what do we call them? A small truck. And they show you the four wheel drive diesel and well, you know, hey, we can get you financing for 90 months and your payment's only going to be $150 difference. And they'll be getting over their head. You know, people, people do it all the time and whatever you do. I mean, I don't, I mean, it's uh yeah. And do I fall in that cat? Yeah, of course. Who doesn't, you know what I mean? And, you know, I mean, and I get taken advantage of too. I, I'll be honest with you. I got taken advantage of on my project I've got going on right now by a guy who said he was licensed. I didn't do my homework and he was doing a bunch of block work for me and brick work. And it just like, Oh my God. You know, I fired him, like, when I came to look at the work, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? You know, he's like, oh, this is how I do it. I'm like, it's all wrong. So, and I had already given him, like, four grand, you know. So, you know, I, I just think we get in a big hurry. We get excited about something, and, you know, people, you know, lose their common sense, I call it, you know. But I think when things like that happen to me, I, it reminds me of just, you know, hey, look, I put the dunce cap on once in a while, too. No, no, people, I mean, look, people do make mistakes, but it's hard though when you're, I just think that people are really uneducated. There's no way to like, you know, I always say that like with fashion, for example, well, like oh, we're talking about language. <laughs> <laughs> Allie's in the conversation now. Come on, Allie, talk to, talk to us, girl. <laughs> Eventually, as, as I bore out. No, but like, okay, with clothing, you're not like born knowing how to dress, but like eventually, for sure, you figure out how to dress yourself. And you figure out what works for you. You figure out what colors work. You figure out what feels good to you, what flatters you, what hopefully your sizing is. You find the basics. You maybe don't know the expertise of why things are working or aren't working, but like you find those small things that make it work. You can get out the door and be dressed. Yeah. But I think with home design, even with like choosing 
furniture. Oh, no, I mean, there is no There's so much anxiety with that. No, I mean, Steve, you know, I, I don't even know if I, you know, I know we've talked about a lot of different things, but I don't think I even shared with you that I moved from my uh, home in the valley out to uh, see me. And we went and we moved into new construction into a new home. And I was literally calling Amanda and texting her pictures every two seconds from the design studio because I literally had to pick everything, which was amazing, but so overwhelming for me at the same time, because I was picking every single piece to go inside my home. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm having a really hard time with this as a blank canvas and not even knowing what it looks like in my home and having to go, yes, these cabinets, yes, this material, yes, this carpet, yes, this, yes, that. I'm like looking at it just on a computer screen. It was really unrelatable for me and it was really hard for me. And I was lucky that I, you know, had Amanda who is, you know, decor guru and was helping Mm -hmm. me like ask certain questions and like look at certain things with me that the design studio would ask me. But again, like I really was clueless. Yeah, it's uh, that's you know one thing that we we're we're good at. Our our tagline is from concrete to candlelight because we do it all. We do. I think I've had we've had a need, you know, where I came into the picture was her was the build side, you know, and with Darcy is the amazing design side and um, just you know everything else she brings to the table, but um, which is everything pretty much. She can run one of my jobs and very easily, but uh, yeah, we you know we have our you know we just did uh, Bruce Buffer's house you know down in San Diego. And, um, you know, it, it's amazing. He just like turns it over to you. You know, it's like, dude, just do it all. Great. Perfect. Bye. You come back. It's done. You know, we, we, we've got some inspiration things of what they like kind of where they're, you know, what they wanted to keep. And then, yeah, we, we create them in turnkey, come back in. And I love clients like that. I love clients that did actually just literally. And a lot of my old flip clients would do that to me back during the recession. I would like, I would tell them, I'm like, just throw me the keys and go away and don't talk to me. And when I asked for money, he sent me money. And I had a lot of foreign foreign investors at the time, and they loved me because we were doing just – I mean, I had two shifts working day and night. We were working like crazy hours. And, uh, yeah, but we were making these guys lots and lots and lots and lots of money. But, um, you know, I, I get um, – especially for the investor client, you know, it uh, – you know, I, I would be – I've had to fire several of them because they, they all of a sudden want to be designer. You know, and it's like, oh, no, 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 mm-hmm. that's not going to work. And, and I, I, I just, I kind of pride myself a little bit on our design and, and our, and my sale rate. I'm like, I tell people all the time, like, if this is an investment property for you, if every dollar you invest, you should get a dollar return. You know what I mean? A dollar on top of your dollar. So it should be a win-win. You know, if you, if you follow my advice and follow exactly what I say to a T. So I think um, when people do that and the clientele that I do have, I think they, they get that. And they know. And I think that, um, you know, it goes with your personal house, too. Um, as long as you can feel comfortable, some people don't feel comfortable with the designers because they don't, you know, like, oh, I don't know, maybe she's going to pick a purple chair. And But I, I think that's all in just good information, giving it to us. You know, if you, you know, if you're sending me inspiration photos, I, I'm not going to look at them and go, you know what, screw that. I'm just going to throw in two pink chairs and a purple chair just because I feel like it. I want to go with what the client wants. I want to, I want them to walk in and just be like, dude, this is exactly what I was thinking. Thank you. You know, I, I like that. So um, I think that it's important for um, my clients to be involved. I like them to be, but I also like them to be just let, let us kind of run with it. Don't, don't micromanage the project. No, that's so, that's so smart. It's just, it's hard to find that balance. So one thing that, you know, we have a lot of reality TV people that come on this podcast 
And I would just love to know what happens behind the scenes that people would not realize happens behind the scenes. Well, I, I think from the experiences that we've had and, you know, we're, we're doing some pilot shows and everything right now. I think, um, I think our biggest challenge, I should say, and what we have is just keeping people, I mean, we're not, which I have to let people know all the time because I'm actually working on three different shows right now, putting them together. And I think that, um, you know, they're all, a couple of them related with houses and the other one's related about two, two women that are just very unique individuals and, and very, very cool people. And I'm Ali, I'll tell you about who they are later, but um, <laughs> I got to remind them all the time, don't act. You know what I mean? I, I think that we're not actors, you know, we're, we're reality TV. We just, and I love catching people in their natural state. And I film people actually, I actually get more, I get better content when I'm, when I'm filming someone and they don't know I'm filming them and they're just talking something out or whatever. And they're like, Oh, were you filming us? I'm like, no, not at all. Don't worry. You know, I, I get much better reactions. People just, just be themselves, you know? Um, so that's, that's my biggest challenge. I think has just been don't act. I, and I, I'm guilty of that. I tried that, you know, with flipper flop, my first season there, you know, and, um, Pando, you know, would tell me, dude, stop acting. You're not an actor. I'm like, okay, cool. I get it. And, uh, you know, so I learned quickly not to be that, but I, that's the only thing I think, I mean, you guys probably watch a lot of reality TV like us and you can tell when you're watching something, you know, it's set up or staged or they're trying to act and you're just like, dude, you're so full of shit. You know what I mean? And sorry, am I not supposed to cuss? I apologize if I am. Okay, good. So yeah, I, I mean, just be yourself, have fun, you know, and uh, if you're, if you're having fun and everybody's just enjoying themselves and, and you, you're surprised with how great content comes out and, it's good makes good uh, makes good tv that's no i mean it's, it's it's good to know and it's good to to share that and I, I agree with you like it's it makes good tv because it's being real gotta be real people connect with you and you're real if they know you're being phony and fake and you're trying to act it's just like yeah i don't know i mean i think a lot of reality shows don't make it because i think they try too hard you know, be yourself. They, 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 you know, you, you got scouted for something. Obviously they liked who you were. Just be yourself. That's such a smart thing. Although it is hard sometimes with like the cameras in front of your face to just like be yourself. Yeah. Let me ask, have you ever had, what are like the most hilarious, like mishaps, straight, not dangerous accidents, but like funny things that have happened no, on set or trying to renovate something where just something went hilariously wrong. Oh, we we have, we have quite a few. I mean, you know, especially when we were doing like their seasons, like you know, Tarek would come in and and you know, he'd be like, "What are you doing?" With, like, you know, he would like a shower valve. He would like, "Oh, are you guys going to replace this?" And it would break off in his hands, and water would, you know, <laughs> and that was real. I was just like, you know, or. We were at a house in Long Beach, and um, um, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this or not, but we had cut. We had, we, we had wrapped for the day, and we went down the street, and we, me and my co-host, we went down the street, and we, were, we, we had a couple of beverages, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And then uh, we get a call back, and they're like, dude, the sound wasn't working. We need to reshoot that same scene. And we're like, God. really? Hmm, okay. You know, we had, we had had a few. So we went back. 
And we were like, he, he was like jumping on the floor because we were at to do a scene where the floor was kind of rotted out and it was rotted out and it was real, but we, he jumped so hard. He actually fell through the floor and that was not planned at all. You know, so funny stuff like that. I think, um, water in the face, falling through the floor, um, Christina eating a bug, you know, I mean, just crazy stuff that's, you know, um, that's not, and those, those were real true funny moments. Cause when we did a, um, we did a, um, at the end of the season, we all met and we all did a, like a blooper party, which I kept telling them, you guys should put that really like all together and, you know, put that on the air that people want to see that. It was really funny. There were so many funny incidents falling through door, falling off and hitting me in the head and just crazy stuff, you know, and, um, I don't know, stuff like that, just fun. And that, and that's what, that's the stuff I capture now. When we do something, I try to capture like real moments because it's funny. I mean, you can't reenact, you know, a door falling off a hinge or, you know, something crazy naturally happening. So I use a lot of that on my GoPros and stuff because I try to catch, I try to catch everything. In fact, one, the couple that I'm doing right now, they have so much crazy stuff that happens to them. I'm like, I'm really going to strap a GoPro to your head. You guys can just wear it all day long. <laughs> You guys are just naturally just funny and crazy stuff happens to you every day. That's so funny. So let me ask, where can we find you online? What are your social handles and what is your website again? And again, we'll have this in the show notes. Yeah, but just we want you to plug yourself, Steve, like, you know, of course, for our audience so that they can hear everything. And then we'll, of course, like Amanda said, put in the show notes for people to click and see everything. Sure. No, absolutely. They can, um, right now they can go to, um, my website and it's just my name, Steve Cedarquist designs.com. Um, I also am on um, Instagram. You can look me up at just my name, Steve Cedarquist on Twitter. It's Cedarquist Steve. Don't know how that figured out, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, real simple. I mean, I try to keep it real simple. It's kind of like my email. It's just my name. <laughs> Steve yeah. Cedarquist, you know, um, well, yeah, that way I don't forget. <laughs> thank you so, uh, so much. Yeah. Um, as we always say, be fabulous <laughs> and hire someone who I was has say, hire someone who has actual experience yeah. like Steve to make your home fabulous. Yes. <laughs> hire someone with Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. Bye. You're welcome. Taught them both how to chain Fonda. One, two, three, four. Get your booty on the dance floor, work it out, shake it little mama, let me see you do the James Bond.